Welcome to Zikhu Dafsi Mani Member by Ram Gold Rand, Masakas Baba Kama, Daf Pei Dal, the eighth Paraka Chovel. So the three topics we're going to focus on, and one that more presents seven more proofs that Ein Tachas Ein refers to monetary payment, four of which are not accepted. The remaining three are number one, the Torah says regarding one who wounds his fellow, Kenny Nasenbo, so shall you give him, and there's no giving except of money. The Gemara explains that the Pusik's phrase is superfluous. Number two, the Torah says regarding Aim Zomim, Yod Bayod, a hand for a hand, which the Gemara explains is extra teaching, something which is given from hand to hand, meaning money. And number three, Gezer Shava of Tachas Tachas is ultimately derived from one who violates a Basula. Tachas Hersha Inat, for he had afflicted her, which is similarly a law about a person's damages. Abayezer says, Ein Tachas Ein Mamish, an eye for an eye is meant literally. Since he doesn't argue in all the previous mentioned tonight, Rub explains he means not to evaluate him as a slave. Abai rejects assessing him as a free man. Ben Chorim mi isle deme? Does a free man have marketable value? Ravashi explains that Rubegezer holds it's the damager's eye which is evaluated for payment, not the victim's. Pointing to Rav ruled that damage payments for an ox's injuries are collected in bubble, whether inflicted by people or animals, whereas a person's injuries are not. The word explains that although judges in Bavo lack the smicha required for judging any such cases, we are performing the agency of judges of Eretz Yisrael. After an extensive discussion, the Gemara concludes that Knasso's penalties, such as Kefa, are never collected in Bavel. A monetary collection is only made by Milsa the Shricha, Vispe Chesron Kis, in a matter which is common and also involves a monetary loss, such as a loan dispute. Therefore, where a person injures another, which is uncommon, damages are not collected. Boshas, humiliation is not collected because it doesn't involve monetary loss. Although Rav said we collect damages one ox afflicts on another, we do not for Karen of a tam, which is a kanas, and a muad is an uncommon occurrence in Bavel. Rather, he's referring to damages under the categories of shane and regal, de muadim et where they're considered muadim from the beginning. And pointing with you, the Gemara seeks to identify the town of our mission who holds. One pays for tsar, shulbamakam nezek, pain even when there's no permanent damage. Rabbi says it's Ben Azai. In a Bryce, Rabbi says, A simple burn without damage was stated first in the Pasuk. Ben Azai says, A burn with a bruise was stated first. Rabbi explains that Rabbi holds that the word burn, in the beginning of the Pasuk would imply without a bruise, and the word bruise at the end, clarifies that one is only liable for a burn with a bruise, meaning there's damage. Ben Azai holds that burn would imply with a bruise, and the word bruise clarifies that the first word means even without a bruise. Thus, our Mishnah is Benazai. Rabbi says the opposite is more logical. The Tanaim are describing what the first word, burn, of the Pasuk means after the clarification of the final word, bruise. Rebbe, who says a burn means in the end without a bruise, is a ton of our Mishnah. A third explanation of their Melchokas is given with the same conclusion. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara presents seven more proofs that Ein Tachazayin refers to monetary payment, four of which are not accepted. The remaining three are number one. The Torah says regarding one who wounds his fellow, Keni Nasenbo, so shall you give him, and there's no giving except of money. The Gemara explains that the Pasuk's phrase is superfluous. Number two, the Torah says regarding Aim Zomim, Yod Bayod, a hand for a hand, which the Gemara explains is extra teaching, something which is given from hand to hand, meaning money. And number three, Gezer Shavav, Tachas Tachas, is ultimately derived from one who violates a Basula. Tachas Hersher Inat, for he had afflicted her, which is similarly a law about a person's damages. Abayezer says, Ein Tachas Ein Mamish, an eye for an eye is meant literally. 
Since he doesn't argue in all the previous mentioned tonight, Rav explains he means not to evaluate him as a slave. Abai rejects assessing him as a free man. Ben Chorin Mi'isle Demei, does a free man have marketable value? Ravashi explains that Rabbi Gezer holds it's the damager's eye which is evaluated for payment, not the victim's. Pointing to Rav ruled that damage payments for an ox's injuries are collected in bubble, whether inflicted by people or animals, whereas a person's injuries are not. The word explains that although judges in Babel lack the smicha required for judging any such cases, we are performing the agency of judges of Eretz Yisrael. After an extensive discussion, the Gemara concludes that Knasso's penalties, such as Kefa, are never collected in Babel. A monetary collection is only made in a matter which is common and also involves a monetary loss, such as a loan dispute. Therefore, where a person injures another, which is uncommon, damages are not collected. Boshas, humiliation, is not collected because it doesn't involve monetary loss. Although Rabbah said we collect damages one ox afflicts on another, we do not for karen of a tam, which is a kanas, and a muad is an uncommon occurrence in Babel. Rather, he's referring to damages under the categories of shane and regal, de muadim et where they're considered muadim from the beginning. And pointing with you, the Gemara seeks to identify the ton of our mission who holds one pays for tsar shulbamakam nezek, pain even when there's no permanent damage. Rav says it's ben azai. In a price, Rav says kviat nemra a simple burn without damage was stated first in the pasuk. Ben azai says chabur nemra a burn with a bruise was stated first. Rav explains that Rebbe holds that the word kviat burn in the beginning of the pasuk would imply without a bruise, and the word chabura bruise at the end clarifies that one is only liable for a burn with a bruise, meaning there's damage. Ben azai holds that burn would imply with a bruise, and the word bruise clarifies that the first word means even without a bruise. Thus our Mishnah is Ben-Azai. Rabbi says the opposite is more logical. The Tanaim are describing what the first word, burn, of the Pasuk means after the clarification of the final word, bruise. Rabbi, who says a burn means in the end without a bruise, is the ton of our Mishnah. A third explanation of their Melchokas is given with the same conclusion. Alright, so now we go to Simadav Pei Dalit, and this was suggested to us by Aaron Warso from Queens. He suggested that Pei Dalit is a launch pad, and we often use a rocket ship as the Simmons here goes. The man in his rocket ship he bought with the monetary compensation he was awarded for losing his eye, which he named Yad Yad, about to fly to Bava to collect more compensation for regal damages, which are common and involve a monetary loss, was approached by a man who said he owed him money for the pain he caused when the rocket ship's flames burned his fingernail. Once again, slow motion. The man in his rocket ship, rocket ship, that must be run tough, paid all it. The man in his rocket ship he bought with the monetary compensation he was awarded for losing his eye, which reminds us the Gemara brings three more sources that Ein Tachas Ein means monetary compensation. One of the sources is the Torah says regarding a zomim, yad b'yad, a hand for a hand, which the Gemara explains as extra teaching, davranitun yad yad, something which is given from hand to hand, meaning money. So the man in his rocket ship he bought with the monetary compensation he was awarded for losing his eye, which he named Yad Bayad, about to find a bubble to collect more compensation for regal damages, which are common and involve a monetary loss, which reminds us a monetary collection is only made in bubble, but most of the Shrikhovis in a manner which is common and also involves a monetary loss, such as a loan dispute. Therefore, when a person injures another, which is uncommon, 
damages are not collected. Boshas, humiliation, is not collected because it doesn't involve a monetary loss. Although Rav has said that we collect damages one ox inflicts on another, we do not for a karen of a tum, which is a kanas, and a muad is an uncommon occurrence in Bavo. Rather, he's referring to damages under the categories of shane and regal, the muadim and chilasinu, where they are considered muadim from the beginning. So the man in his rocket should be bought with the monetary compensation he was awarded for losing his eye, which he named Yad Biyad, about to fight a bubble to collect more compensation for regal damages, which are common and involve a monetary loss, was approached by a man who said he owed him money for the pain he caused when the rocket ship's flames burned his fingernail. Which reminds the more brings him on whether one pays for its tsar and shalubamakamnezek, pain without damage, such as burning someone's fingernail. So once again, the man in his rocket should be bought with the monetary compensation he was awarded for losing his eye, which he named Yad Bayad, about to fight a bubble to collect more compensation for regal damages, which are common and involve a monetary loss, was approached by a man who said he owed him money for the pain he caused when the rocket ship's flames burned his fingernail. Alright, so now it's time for Forbalabak Khazar. Daf Pei, so the similar Daf Pei is a painter. So here goes. The sad painter, painter, that must be more Daf Pei. The sad painter painting pictures of his sheep and goats he had to sell on the walls of his studio, which reminds us, on the previous stuff, the Mishnah stated, One may not raise small domesticated animals in Eretz Yisrael because of their tendency to wander into and graze in other people's property. In Abraisa was taught, Rosh Hashat Shuva, a shepherd who has repented from raising small animals in Eretz Yisrael, we do not obligate him to sell them all immediately, which might prevent him from selling them for fear of financial loss. Rather, he may sell them little by little. So the sad painter painting pictures of the sheep and goats he had to sell on the walls of his studio didn't notice the black cat son of a white cat attack his little son's hand, which reminds us, the Gemara relates that a cat once cut off the hand of a child, whereupon Rav declared publicly, it's permitted to kill a cat, it's forbidden to keep it, it has no prohibition against stealing it, and concerning it, there's no obligation of returning a lost item to its owner. So the sad painter painting pictures of his sheep and goats he had to sell on the walls of his studio didn't notice was the black cat son of a white cat attack his little son's hand by the door that never opened since the day he got the notice that his appointment to get smicha was cancelled. Which reminds us, the Gemara quotes three statements from the sons of Rapapa, one of them being, A door which is closed on a person's success will not quickly be opened. Marzutra explains it refers to smicha ordination, meaning if someone was supposed to receive smicha but was prevented, it will not be easily achieved. Daf payoff, so the sim daf payoff is a grandpa. So here goes. The grandpa, grandpa, that must be more daf payoff. The grandpa posting a sign with ten conditions for when his grandchildren divide his property, which reminds us it was taught in Nebraisa Asar Tanaim Hisna Yeshua. Yeshua stipulated ten conditions with Kal Yisrael when dividing Eretz Yisrael and then goes on to list them. So the grandpa posting a sign with ten conditions for when his grandchildren divide his property, who saw two great rabbis walk along the side of his field to avoid the obstacles on Bavel Street, which reminds us, the Gemara relates that Shmuel and Rabbi Yehuda were walking on the road in Bavel, and Shmuel turned to the side of the road to avoid the obstacles in the road. Rabbi Yehuda asked if Yeshua's conditions apply in Bavel, and Shmuel replied, Shani Omer, feel Yes, because I say they apply even abroad, and certainly in Bavel. So the grandpa posting a sign with ten conditions for when his grandchildren divide his property, who saw two great rabbis walk along the side of his field to avoid the obstacles on Bavel Street, didn't realize that one of his grandkids had gotten lost in the vineyard until the kid cut his way through 
and appeared, which reminds us, a brightly illustrates Yeshua's ninth condition. One who sees his friend lost among the vineyards, should cut his way through up and down until he reaches the city or the road. And so it is when he himself is lost among the vineyards. So the symbol of is peanut butter. So here goes. During the Monday morning, Kriya Satora on the peanut farm, peanut farm, that must be on Daf Pei Base, peanut butter. During the Monday morning, Kriya Satora on the peanut farm, as the Pasuk about the Yid not finding water for three days was read, which reminds us, the Gemara lists ten Takanas which Ezra enacted, one of which is Vakorn B'Sheni B'Chamishi. They read from the Torah Monday and Thursday. The Gemara said this was instituted much earlier when the Jews were traveling in the desert. The Pasuk says they went for three days, but did not find water. And this is darshaned in Mayim El Torah. Water is only intended to refer to Torah. So why then is it referred to as Ezra's enactment? The Gemara answers that the original enactment only required one person reading three psukim, or three people reading three, corresponding to the three groups of Jews, Kohanim, Levim, and Yisraelim. Ezra instituted that three people read a total of ten psukim, corresponding to the Asara Batanim, the ten unoccupied men of the city. So, during the Monday morning Kriya on the peanut farm, as the Pasuk about the Yid not finding water for three days was read, a man barged in and said that his wife got peanut butter stuck in her hair and was having a hard time combing it out, which reminds us, Ezra's eighth takana was, Shetei that a woman shall comb her hair to remove any chatzitza and then immerse herself in the mikvah. The Gemara said this requirement is a derisa and answers that derisa one would only be required to examine the hair, for perhaps it's knotted or somewhat dirty, thereby invalidating the tefillah because of a chatzitza. Ezra Institute that women comb their hair to ensure that there's no chatzitza. So, during the Monday morning Kriya Sator on the peanut farm, as the Pasuk about the Yid not finding water for three days was read, a man barged in and said that his wife got peanut butter stuck in her hair and was having a hard time combing it out, and said he noticed a pig in a peanut sack hanging on a rope on the outside wall, which reminds us, the Mishan Daf Ein Tes stated, One may not raise swine anywhere. This is based on the incident when Hyrcanus was besieging his brother Astaboas in Yushalayim, when the besiegers put a swine into the basket that was meant for the land that would be used for the daily avoda, and it stuck its hooves into the wall, and Eretz Yisrael shook. 400 parsa. At that time, they declared, Cursed is the man who raises swine. So the similar Dapei Gimel is a pogo stick. So here goes. The boy in the pogo stick, pogo stick, that must be on Daf Pei Gimel. The boy in the pogo stick being chased by a dog, which reminds us, the Mishan Daf Ein Tesamabe stated, One may not raise a dog unless it's bound with chains. Bryce adds that one may raise a dog near the border of a neighboring nation for protection and should tie it up by day and release it by night. One who raises dogs is like one who raises pigs and is included in the rabbi's curse for raising swine. So the boy in the pogo stick being chased by a dog jumped past the chamisha dvarim based him, which reminds us, the eighth parak begins, one who wounds his fellow, can be liable on his account for five things, benezek, damage, tsar, pain, repui, healing, sheves, unemployment, and Boshes humiliation. The Mishnah elaborates on each one. So the boy in the pogo stick being chased by a dog jumped past the Chamisha Dvarim Basin, where a man who was assaulted and lost his eye walked out with cash compensation, which reminds us the Gemara brings sources that Ein Tachas Ein, eye for eye, means monetary payment. All right, so now it's time to conclude the power quiz of 10 questions. Number one, 
What shall do when a door which is closed will not quickly be opened is referring to someone who was prevented from getting smicha. That's on Dav. Pay. Good. Number two. Which stuff you learned in Babel? They only judge cases that are milsed the shechich of Yispe Cheson Kis. That's on Dav. Pay dollar. Good. Number three. Which stuff do we the mission that lists the Chamisha Devarim, the five payments that one is high for personal injury? That's on Dav. Pay Gimel. Good. Number four. Which of them that one of Yeshua's ten to nine is that one lost in someone's vineyard may cut his way out? That's on Dav. Pay off. Good number five. Which daft with Mocha is whether one pays for a tsar shaluba makam nezek, pain without damage, such as burning someone's fingernail? That's on daft. Pay dog. Good number six. Which daft do we have sources that ein takas ein, eye for eye, is understood to mean cash compensation? That's on daft. Pay gimel. Good number seven. Which daft we have Ezra's takana of Kriya Torah on Mondays and Thursdays? That's on daft. Pay base. Good number eight. Which stuff are three additional sources brought that Ein Takas Ein refers to monetary compensation? That's on Duff. Pay dollar. Good number nine. Which stuff are the Yeshua's ten to nine also blind Bavel and the rest of Chutzlarts? That's on Duff. Pay off. Good at number ten. Which stuff does more discuss the issue of raising dogs in Eretz Yisrael? That's on Duff. Hey Gimel, excellent. That concludes today's shear. This is Rabbi Ramgold from Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.